Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. When you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before. We're hospital-grade cleaning. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro. No mask, no Metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doingourpart. That made a lot of rounds. That uh, went viral. People singing outside of Notre Dame Cathedral last night in France. Yeah, and uh, the the terrible fire is tragic on a number of different levels. It occurs at a really interesting, pivotal time in uh, French history. Uh, and Ian Bremmer, president and founder of the Eurasia Group, uh, who better to discuss this with? Uh, the Eurasia Group, the leading global political risk research and consulting firm on Earth. Ian, welcome. How are you, sir? Gentlemen, good to be with you. So, listen, we're we're both uh, international relations freaks around here, um, and and have been watching France with great interest. The Yellow Vest movement and the the violence and the the growing Islamic population and the tension there. I've read submission. Right. Yeah. And 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 then Notre Dame Cathedral burns down in the midst of a heck of a lot of unrest. Uh, how does that fit in? Do you think it will have effects? I've read submission as well. First of all, that's a that's a great intro, right? Because I think we should probably let the audience know about it. Um, was number one book in France uh, fiction a few years ago, and it was about what would happen if France became this dystopian government controlled by Islamic radicals. 
and I found the book remarkably subtle in its predictions too. It's 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 very matter of fact. Um, but anyway, uh, how does that factor in? It factors in because France is having a terrible time of it. Even the context of Europe, which is not experiencing a lot of economic growth and has had all of this populism and nationalism, it's been worse in France. I mean, you remember the Charlie Hebdo killings. There's been a lot of terrorist violence uh, since November. Every weekend, you've had these yellow vest movements on the streets in Paris and in other cities, and a lot of violence. And, you know, I mean, I wish you could say that yesterday was the only time we saw Paris in flames, but, you know, the Champs Elysees a few weeks ago was in flames, and, I mean, you know, massive amounts of damage being done, and tourism into France has taken an enormous hit. It's hurting the economy. So this has been a really challenging time, and, and the president, Macron, had his approval ratings pushed down into the low 20s um, as a consequence of it. Um, and uh, and then on top of that, yesterday you see, you know, France's, I mean, most certainly, I mean, that, the Eiffel Tower, I mean, the most recognizable um, monuments in the country, critical to national identity, and, uh, and, and you see the spire coming down. So, I mean, obviously, the collective gut punch to this nation was extraordinary. Um, And yet, there's actually a real silver lining here. Well, I want to hear that. Well, which is that it gives Macron an opportunity to be a leader again, to bring the country together again. I mean, this is not 9-11 for France, obviously, and thank God for that. But still, it's something where the people, for a moment feel unified. This is something that they together are all going to rebuild and Macron can lead that moment and yeah, gave us an inspiring speech yesterday. Because, thank God, it was an accident, um, they can, everybody can get behind it. That's right. And it, nobody died. And by the way, the thing is still standing. So, I mean, they can actually rebuild it. It's not getting raised to the ground. And this weekend, I mean, the funny thing is yesterday, Macron... I don't know if you guys were following this, but Macron has for the last two months been doing this grand listening tour where he's literally gone from town to town to town and spent hours upon hours at a time listening um, to um, the complaints of mostly older French citizens, but a pretty wide demographic um, swath. And then he's been responding and he was about to give his big speech where he was going to outline where what he was going to do, how the country was going to move forward. And the the yellow vest had already, before even hearing what he was going to say, had already rejected it, and they were going to have bigger demonstrations this weekend. Well, now, obviously, he canceled that speech. And either the yellow vests are going to, they should, cancel their demonstrations, um, in which case there's some time for Macron to actually build some momentum for something constructive in the country because, I mean, he's the one with a, with a positive agenda, whether it's, you know, whether it's uh, popular or not. The, the yellow vests are, are just reacting and negative and, and tearing things down. Or they decide to continue with their demonstrations this weekend and they will lose a tremendous amount of support. So, I mean, either way, frankly, this could end up being the kick in the pants 
that the French people and the French president really need. Ian Bremmer, president and founder of Eurasia Group, on the line. Tell us a little more about the Yellow Vest movement. I've heard you say that they're not in favor of anything. They're just kind of generalized complaining. But do they have an animating cause, a particular issue, yeah, a, I was a wrong gonna, they need righted? I was going to ask if you could put the, the France's, whatever they got going on right now, in any context that we understand in America. It's like the conservatives and liberals or legal immigration or just some context we get. Yeah, I can. If you remember back when we had the old WTO meetings in Seattle, and there were these massive anti-globalization protesters that remember they they were uh, you know sort of destroying Starbucks sure. and things like that, right? But I mean, so it was this big group of angry, mostly young people. There were save the whales types. There were anti-nuclear um, weapons and anti-nuclear power types. There were hard committed anarchists. There was anti-free trade movement. I mean, there were a, a list of grievances as long as your arm, um, but there was no leadership and there was no agenda that they particularly agreed on. And they were from the fringes of both the far left, the far right, and frankly, a bunch of nihilists too. And that's kind of what the Yellow Vest movement is like. They're people that are deeply upset at the establishment, such as you can define them. But imagine if you took AOC and Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump and then Alex Jones and a bunch of others for good measure and just threw them all together and say, let's let's see what we get. Um, well, I'll tell you, one, one thing they're not going to get is they're not going to be very successful in European elections, which they're standing for um, in May. And Macron already looked like he was probably going to pick up a little bit as a consequence. Boy, it's interesting. I was reading about the French Revolution last night, just coincidentally, uh, in a different book. And, um, you know, the the history around the world of people just being angry at what is in mm-hmm. just angry. I'm going to tear stuff down and I want things to be different, and particularly in France. It's. It's a little troubling about where it could go. Yeah, but the, the society also has a lot more history and a lot more tolerance of significant social demonstrations. I mean, you know, anyone that tries to travel by plane to France um, has, on several occasions over the last 20 years, had to deal with nationwide pilot strikes and, um, and, uh, and worker strikes. Um, you go back to uh, the 60s, and I mean, the, the real, the violence before it came to the U.S., before it came to the U.K., um, it was the Sorbonne. Uh, I mean, this this is where you had um, serious grassroots street protests that broke into um, broke into riots. Um, and, you know, as I said, over the course of the past months, I mean, you frequently you would see lots of cars being set on fire. I mean, the kind of thing that brings us back to the L.A. riots in the United States not not really considered all that exceptional or unusual in France. It's kind of the way people protest. So, I mean, in that regard, there's a lot of resilience in France. There's a lot of institutional capacity to accept things that we would consider to be revolutionary and sort of move on. If if you if I were going to be opening a subsidiary in France and I said to you, Ian Bremer, listen, I've, I've heard there's a lot of uh, tension between Muslim immigrants and, and, and other French people in the government. What's going on there? How would you describe it to me? Um, it's certainly true that the anti-immigrant sentiment in France is very high. 
um, about 6% of the population is Muslim, which is quite high in the context of um, a, a quote-unquote Western society in the United States, more like 1%. Um, and when you ask the French what the percentage is, they respond, it's a third. Mm, and, I mean, which is crazy. It's like, well, where, where, where would you keep these people, right? But there is this sense, and this is what came from this book, Submission, right? right. There is this sense that the Muslims are everywhere. They live together. They don't integrate. They don't speak proper French. They don't make proper baguettes. They don't understand French culture. And we don't want them. And they've been coming over in very large numbers, right? Um, and, you know, some of this is the response to France's colonial past, where they, you know, sort of took over a lot of the, a, lot, a decent swath of Africa. Um, and, uh, and now those, a lot of those citizens um, have the opportunity to come to France and live and work. Some of them very successfully, a lot of them not very successfully. How, how and, um, uh, final question as we run out of time, how active is the fake news business or the conspiracy world there in France, as in, is there a chunk of the population that will believe it was yellow vesters, no matter what the authorities say, that set a fire in the cathedral? Or is there a chunk of the population that will believe the government did it to make Muslims look bad or whatever, you know, that sort of thing? Uh, I would say it's no worse than the United States. Well, I mean, we've seen. Much. That's not a very kind thing to say. Um, yeah, I get it. But at the same time, I mean, most Americans are not predisposed to conspiracy theories. Sure. This is not like Egypt. It's not like Russia. Um, but I would also it's not say India where the you, they think you get a phone call and your testicles are going to fall off or whatever that rumor was for a while. Well, I mean, I, I think that, but it's a different story. Um, you that's know, why I never answer my one phone. one call from you guys. Um, can't take two. Uh, I already gave one to capitalism. But, but um, you know, when, when, when you ask... When you ask where um, the French are going, let's also recognize the Russians are, have played a very significant role in disinformation and funding um, of the Yellow Vest movement and of the National Front in France. And that is something people in America don't talk much about. Wow. That is a great uh, final note and one to follow up on uh, at some point in the future. Ian Bremer, president and founder of Eurasia Group. Ian, hey, thanks a million for the time. We know how busy you are. Sure, may your testicles stay intact. Thank, Thank you. you. And That's a the good same sign to you off. and yours. That's a good sign. I might just put yeah. that at the bottom of my emails from here on out. Wow. So a couple of thoughts <laughs> uh, to recap. If you two boys are done with your little jokes, um, uh, the Russia note at the end is absolutely worth pointing out. Putin is trying as hard as he can to help France disintegrate. Um, a second note on the whole 6%, but you ask a lot of French people how many Muslims there are, uh, there are and they say 25% or 30%. Wow. That would be easy, easy to um, to say that's paranoia or anti-immigrant um, uh, bias, whatever. Uh, I would make the counterpoint, and this may not necessarily be true, but it's worth considering that that 6% has an outsized influence and has caused change beyond their numbers. Sure, oh, absolutely. Absolutely, as it has in this country. Right. With introducing a different language and everything. Right. You can you can talk about the percentages, or you can talk about, for instance, just illegal immigration in the United States. The 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 change that it's done in your school or your ER right is beyond the percentage of the population. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um. So yeah, that that whole six percent, thirty percent is is really really interesting. But I don't think it's as simple as some people might. Do you want recommend to it. Do you recommend the book submission? I do to anybody. I think I it's do. so damned interesting. Absolutely. It's it's great. It wasn't what I expected it to be. It's incredibly reasonable. By a guy named Welbeck, spelled with an H. Look it up. You'll find it. What? Albeck. <laughs> um, you're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. 
Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.